electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning and welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber along with Jim Cramer. Carl Quintanilla has the morning off. Let's give you a look at futures half hour before we get started with trading right here at the New York Stock Exchange and everywhere else. You can see we are looking for an up open. That was the case yesterday. Yeah, and then well, things that's something became- we like to do. We like to lose money for people by having the market open up, get them in, and then uh, have their head cut off. Yeah, it's well, a very stirring uh, bear market. You know, it's the bear market way. We've been through some bear markets. Yes, we have. Uh, and yesterday, to Jim's point, the Nasdaq uh, ended down and down fairly substantially. Yeah, can I just say that I Let's said, get- you know, so I got some people out. In the, uh, yes, I get people out every day of the Nasdaq. Well, it you know, doesn't matter. I, I, I got to get to the roadmap. Then you can start talking. Well, the roadmap. I got to tell I, people what's coming up in the here. show. I'm in a darn rest stop. We're going to start with the crude crumble. That's what we're calling it uh, here. Oil will, you, will you stop? Well, I don't know. Our producers crude wrote that. Crumble. I read it. 95 bucks a barrel. Ukraine hopes and uh, hopes at least for uh, for a piece there. I don't know what they're based no, that's- on. And uh, uh, China's COVID move lately fueling that move. Plus, airlines are getting bullish, actually, despite rising uh, jet fuel uh, prices. JetBlue, Southwest, United, all boosting their outlook on uh, signs of that travel rebound. We're going to talk about that. And then there's this. No, it's not April 1st. AMC is... Uh, the movie theater chain, yeah, they are investing in a gold and silver mine in Nevada. Nevada? Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. CEO Adam I don't really think the pronunciation of the state. He's going to join us at the end of the show to talk about why they wanted to own a gold and silver mine. Well, it's, David, it's, it's time. <laughs> it's time. It's just time. It's like Arnold. It's Jeez. time for what? To own a gold and it's silver time. mine? I mean, David, you know, exhibition business? I think uh, yeah. I remember a major industrial that bought a big TV business. Yes, I do, too. Yeah. And owned it for quite some time. Yeah. With, uh, with great results as yeah. well. General Electric bought RCA. I remember when yes. it happened. Uh, Gary Bolter, great analyst at Goldman, said uh, t- t- to me, he says, Jim, synergy. Not. Not. All but right, look, David. Let's, yeah, let's get look, back to the Indiana broader market. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, weren't they after gold? I mean, there have been so many. Treasure Sierra Madre. Yes. That is all about gold. All about gold. So let's just let's stay focused before we criticize. We will. We'll give you the whole backstory on this as well. But we will talk to Mr. Aaron towards the end of the show. All right. Let's talk about the market right now, yeah, though. Absolutely. I'm looking at this note from J.P. Morgan, uh, Jim. Geopolitical risks intensified over the last month. Listen, you know, but let's remember the global economy was on track to accelerate sharply on reopening from the Omicron wave, factory output surging, inventories lean, mobility and the services sector rebounding. And they say this morning, despite the current tumultuous conditions, we believe a lot of risk is already priced in. Sentiment is depressed and investor positioning is low. We would add to risk with a medium term horizon. Okay, so the last words are the easy, easy out, medium term. So let's say it goes down three more weeks. Well, David, that's not the medium term yet. Uh, the outs on things like that disturb me. I mean, is it time and the negativity is here? Or do you have to wait? Because one thing we've learned, David, is that in a few weeks' time, 
you can destroy a lot of capital. So uh, it's absolutely fine to say, listen, over intermediate. Look, I, I, I've been working on GE. Okay. David, I think when this deal's done and it's split up, it's going to be good. But that's a long time from Thank now. Thank you. Like when the Raytheon merged with United Technologies. Okay. And I said, oh, really, Otis Elevator? I mean, you're like kidding me? Turbies, terrific. Right, and Carrier, they both. But Car- that took a very long time right, to occur right. as well. But the GE those- split is years in the making right. what until I'm there are actually three separate companies. I'm saying that I like that kind of call more than I like, listen, it's de-risked. Mm-hmm. Um, was Toast de-risked? You're Toast if you bought it. Was GoodRx de-risked? You need a doctor if you bought it. Uh, I can go over so many of the NASDAQ names. Uh, David, is it time to buy uh, Joby? I don't know. No, no it will n- maybe potentially not never be time to buy some of those names. No, but um, that's my point, is that people have lost fortunes in Rent the Runway. I know, but that we, blue chip, we rent have the seen a lot of odd moves lately in stocks that would indicate sort of that de-risking you're talking about. Whether I agree. It's, whether how it's low shares can they go? Paramount yesterday surging because somebody was clearly covering a short position. That's that had nothing your, to do with underlying fundamentals. Or whether it was other names getting crushed because people were finally giving up. Um, What's I don't your know how much of that is. nuclear war? Zero. What? Do you think the existential crisis complete? especially from people who are jealous of their neighbors who had fallout shelters, isn't back. I mean, I think that the best thing that's happening in the war is that they're sending leaders of the West uh, into, to Kiev. Into, into so Kiev. so uh, you have to think that maybe uh, the great Putin now attacks other cities, Kharkiv. What's the point you're trying to make here? My point is, is that the negativity is based in reality. Okay. And if it's based in reality, then you've got to be sure that what you buy. There are several notes today about Nike, okay, because Nike reports soon. And I think Nike is a terrific company. Uh, It has large China exposure. Nike's been a terrific company from 179 down to 117. Do you want to say that Nike is so terrific now at 117 and you want to buy it? All right. Or do you want to see the quarter? I don't want to see the quarter. Maybe I start to think that. The risk has been overpronounced. Something good might happen. Who knows? Time Putin price. might back off. It's possible. Well, that seems unlikely from a percentage basis of all the outcomes right now, unfortunately, that that would be the case. Out. But if that were to happen, obviously, we know that that would be a very strong day, if not yes. period well, for We the know market. Aleppo. No one wanted to save Sirius. Um, They're not going to save the But when this we guy know that Grasse, at, no one knew it was in Russia. Russia. J.P. Morgan says, we, you know, we'd add to risk medium-term horizon. Why not start doing it now? Okay, slowly, the reason, okay so that's a great question. And the answer is, is the vast majority of our readers, if they bought, our viewers, if they bought Nike at 115 and it goes to 100, you know what they say? Don't worry, it's the medium-term. No, they say, those two knuckleheads. Don't, don't include right, me in this. This knucklehead. Thank you decided to stick his neck out. Now, I do believe that there are stocks that are so-called de-risked, but I need a catalyst. Like, just because a stock has gone down does not mean it's time for it to go up. There are a lot of companies. I have Marvell on last night, MRV. Yes. This is the, right now, right now, better even than the previous quarter, right now. We're talking about sequential gains. But don't you think that, therefore, that reflects a broad sense of negative, negative sentiment I right like now? I like Marvell, and I think it should be bought. You do? I, yes, because okay. this quarter is even better than last quarter. Oh, I'm, David, I'm looking for earnings to be better for some companies. The companies we've been talking Nike's earnings aren't better, for heaven's sake. They're worse. Once they're worse, and everyone knows it, and there's hope that they might get better. Yeah. 
that's medium term. All right. So what is it going to take for you to to feel more positive and or more companies that are doing well? That investors will then become more more companies that are doing well. Do right it, now, or is it, or it, is it going to have to be some sort of change? Well, in we need Russia's time. We need Russia to play out. Uh, we just have to hope. I mean, there's a lot of stories about how Russia, if they're going to go bankrupt, what happens? And that, then there's military tactics that a Michael Gordon, who's a fantastic military writer, Royalist Bush Bernard trainer, uh, would say, uh, "Wait a second, Jim. How does it work? They they just bomb and they." Uh, and they Meanwhile, the prospect of Russia being uh, a failed state is not exactly um, uh, reassuring either. You know, no. it's one thing when Venezuela is; it's another right. one when the failed state has four thousand or five hundred, no, thousands of nuclear weapons. Right. So, okay, so you have to add up the negatives, and then you have to decide whether the negatives are indeed reflected in stocks. And I think, and I want to throw in even a, a death cross, which I know is something that you're. Not for me. It's a 50 or 200 day. You know I, I'm, I'm not. T- what, what, the technicals are very bad. Okay. Russia, we have no conclusion. Okay. China seems to get worse by the day. Yes. But we're good. Yes. When does that matter? You know, we have a, I'm gonna How just, long can we stay good when Europe is not good? You know, Europe's China is not Europe's great. Europe's worried about. When rates are going up. No, no. But I got a good one for you. Oh. Oil prices are coming down. Oil prices, and that's where you want to buy. Because the oil companies have de-risked themselves by giving you giant dividends. I think that what we're looking for are accidental high yields. I don't like the stock of Kimberly Clark. Wait, wait can I just come back to this? Because you, you know this area pretty well. You spend a lot of time in it. Yeah, I do. What's going on here? Well, um, China is in lockdown, and they're a big energy user, and they won't be using as much energy when they're in lockdown. Hey, let me just give it. Can I be chauvinistic and jingoistic for a second? And xenophobic. Sure. Do, all right. do them all. I'm giving everybody all the SAT words they're ever going to need. But you, now you can do it at home with uh, using Google, right? Yes, it doesn't can. matter. Um, we are, it, it, when I say that we're doing better than everybody else, energy in Europe is ridiculously big. Yes. Right? We've got that going for us. Yes. We have strong, we are a strong, balanced government, okay? Uh, and now I want to get zing, zing, I want to be a jingoist. Sure. And what do we have? We have great technology. We do. What kind of half what kind of half-baked vaccines do they have in China that you can vaccinate everybody and then you can have a major wave? Well, we've had major waves here too, although yeah, but, I can't speak to the effect of well, you know, vaccines. Florida had a major wave. No, RNA vac- based vaccine. But, you know, what I'm saying that they obviously are dealing with an inferior product. And they're no longer, yeah. they're obviously not t- improve, saying that it's, epi- it's, it's pandemic there. It's epidemic right. here. Now, the head of CDC told my doctor the other day on CBS that we have no ability to be able to compile data. So that's why we're using like, Israeli data. So we're certainly not first world when it comes to. No. To, but right, David, back to China. Do you not say we're, that we're Pfizer around, and Moderna. But we're getting We're jumping everything. around because jumping the world's around, jumping around. So we, we, we what, do you want oil? to just talk about Brady? Free agency? New income. We are jumping. This is not ESPN, David. We're here. We're there. We're here. We're this. Because the market's that. Hey, I got a new one for you. Please. Do you know that business in Poland is down big? Who? Poland. What about Poland? It's down big business. Why? Because so many Polish people have gone to work, going to help in Ukraine. Yeah. And others have taken in four or five, six people. Yes. And, And so Poland's business is hurt. 
I mean, I'm just yeah, saying, because there's a case refugee by crisis as a result of the Russian invasion, and you got a million, people, million it, people going it's, into Poland. It's going to rival World War II. These people are going to have nothing to eat. Uh, Russia would just as soon starve them like they starved Gros. They starved Gosden. They starved uh, Chechnya. They just starved it. I mean, don't you think when they circle these cities, their goal is to starve the cities? They were in Leningrad, for heaven's sake, on the other side. I'm just saying that when I mention all these far-flung things, David, it's very hard to try to figure out whether now is the time to buy JBL. Um, on that note, I think it's a good time to transition to uh, what's been going on in Ukraine, particularly, uh, obviously. Are we like going with, away from our programs at the with thing? The yeah, we're going to go to our NBC News correspondent on the ground there, Ali Aruzi, uh, and get the latest from him as we have every morning. Uh, Ali. Hi, good morning, guys. Yeah, well, there has been a sustained, relentless bombing overnight and early hours in the morning into Kyiv last night. Uh, and in the early hours, they bombed at least uh, two residential buildings. There are reports that two people have been killed in those attacks. So the, 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 the campaign of terror on civilians is relentless there. And also the besieged city of Mariupol continues to be pounded by Russian troops, but at least some good news. There was a convoy of about 2,000 people that managed to get out of Mariupol, but there is still a massive humanitarian convoy still waiting to get in. They want to get aid into Mariupol. They want to get buses into Mariupol to get some of those civilians out and deliver some, some really much needed humanitarian aid there because people are living in apocalyptic conditions in Mariupol. They don't have any water. They don't have any food. They don't have any electricity. And in the night, it goes well below freezing conditions there. So it's very, very tough conditions. But yesterday, the, the Ukraine Ukrainians and the Russians had some peace talks. The Ukrainians clearly laid out their position that they want an immediate end to the war. They want all Russian troops to leave the country immediately. Uh, they said that the Russians were listening to their demands a little more closely now. They're being more sensitive to the Ukrainian position. Uh, those talks are meant to resume again today. They haven't as of yet. But the hope is that, you know, even if it doesn't bring an end to the war immediately, that it can open up these humanitarian corridors. At the very least, they can agree to that. Uh, we're hearing that several more corridors are to be open today, especially in hard-hit Sumi in the northeast of the, of the country. They want to get a lot of people out of there that are also in very, very bad conditions there. But I have to tell you guys, the resilience of the Ukrainian people has, has been spectacular here. No Nobody here feels defeated. There's a sense of community here amongst the people. And everybody you talk to here says they're, they're going to dig in right till the end. I spoke to one young woman yesterday. I asked her, are you worried if the Russians are going to overtake this country? She said the only way they're going to take our country is if they kill us all. Wow. Holly, thank you. Uh, Ali Aruzi uh, reporting for us uh, from Lviv as he Go has every to, morning. Uh, to uh, to Chechnya in 1999, they said the only way they're going to take over that country. Well, the Russians by, have stalled. I mean, they're, them. Listen, so what did they do? They're, they're shelling the heck out of right. everywhere. Well, they're creating a, an apocalyptic scene in Mariupol, but they have yet to take well, any of these major cities. It's three weeks. In 2003, the United Nations called Grozny the most destroyed city on Earth. Between 5,000 and 8,000 civilians were killed by the Russians. Now, by the way, they were Russians. Remember, Chechnya was Russian. Right. So I'm saying that when you hear, what does the first thing he said? I mean, I used to cover homicide. Okay, covered homicide for, for two years. He said two people were being killed. Okay, I mean, I've covered mass 
homicides, unfortunately. I'm, not, I'm just saying that we've not seen nothing yet from the Russians unless they're stopped. Well, and, and by the way, they, they'd starve everybody. What's going on could. in Mariupol is basically that, that, but that's, that but that's, playbook that you're describing. My point is, is that we can't Thousands talk of people are they want, already have been killed there. They want people to die so that they can win. And they don't want their troops to go into the cities because they'll be killed. So why not demolish the cities? Is it possible? You have a madman running a country. Why isn't that possible? It's very hard to buy Nike. Uh, it is. But we are going to continue, as we always do, to talk about the market as well. We have to. Yeah. I mean, we can buy oil. We can buy uh, drug stocks. Right. When we come back, we're also going to take a look at the stay-at-home stocks. At least that was what we called them over the last couple of years. Netflix. Yep. Pandemic gains have been erased. That's back, to nine, that's back to 2018, by the way. Take a quick look at futures. we got about 14 minutes before we get started with trading here at the New York Stock Exchange. We are looking for a higher open, and we are right back after this. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Ten-year run, no yield, well above 2% now. Uh, in fact, I think we've seen levels we hadn't seen in a, at least a few years uh, when we were at 214 earlier in the session. Uh, we'll keep a close eye on that, of course. We've got the Fed meeting starting today. And, and what I'm, we got? I'm going to offer a solution to what's happening. And Jim's going to have a solution, whatever that means, to what's happening. Maybe he'll even give it to us on his mad dad. I will. Coming up next. Every day. Thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Welcome back. Eight minutes before we get started with trading here at the New York Stock Exchange. Let's get to a mad dash. Yesterday, a very good day for Moderna shares, by the yes. way, Jim. And I want to I, I know that I can be, uh, let's say, negative Nancy, in honor of my sister who watches the show, that uh, I've offered nothing constructive so far today. I've talked about all the things that could go wrong and why the market has not fully reflected them. What would happen if the president called she's him? I said, she listen to me. Maybe he doesn't do that. Previous president did that. Uh, we will trade you all the Moderna and Pfizer you need. You got a billion shots. If you say out loud that you will not help the Russians melt up, 
And then I got to tell you something. If I'm Putin, I'm scared. Because um, Putin's relying on, set, on taking all those natural gas, minerals that he had, everything, and saying, listen, China, we need your help. Uh, China, hey, listen, China, you can have Rosneft for all we care. But if we could just make a darn deal with China, instead of just every day just saying, oh, woe is me, we've got what they need more than anybody else in the world. We have Pfizer and Moderna. We'll give it to them. In return, for all they have to say is, we will not help them militarily. There, I'm constructed. All of you people who think I'm not constructive, I've just been constructed. I've offered something better than Walensky's offer, which, hey, CDC's not allowed to get data, better than anyone's offer, okay? It's a straightforward transaction. Two of the greatest companies we have in America, Pfizer and Moderna, give them all they need, and let's go home. Uh, not going to happen. Why? Because uh, it's just not. Why? Because my $500 billion dollar chance for the Chinese probably them? wouldn't even want it. They would be insulted in some fashion. <laughs> they think their vaccine is working. I don't know. Well, there's I, a million reasons why it's not going to happen. There's a billion two people who are obviously demonstrating but, that this thing may not work. But that said, to the extent that we can influence China to, to uh, vocally humanitarian aid? revoke their support for, for Russia would be very significant. That's the big isolation. And or, That's it. Yeah. David, the isolation is Putin doesn't get China. It's not Putin in Poland and Putin in Moldova. It's not Romania. It's not France. It's it's China. We have what China needs. We have it. Let's make a deal. I'm not talking money. Why why are these shares up so much? Moderna? Yeah. There's a a deal, I guess. (laughs) The deal that's not going to happen. All right, we got an opening bell a few minutes away. By the way, Remember, you can catch this incredible conversation anytime, anywhere. Listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street. We're trying to make sense of things. Yeah, opening bell podcast. I got Monty Hall over here. Going to make a deal. Shares of United, Southwest, and JetBlue, you can see, all moving higher this morning. Those airlines raising revenue guidance. They're saying that air travel is rebounding from, uh, of course, the earlier slump that was induced by the spread of the Omicron variant earlier this year. All the numbers looking good here in this country. It would seem, although you still get sometimes reports of, of outbreaks here and there, well, Jim, let's talk uh, but about nothing that. like what is occurring in China, thankfully here, uh, and even deaths finally coming down substantially as well in the country. Right. I, I remember I said that um, the United States is very strong. That, conclu- that includes the consumer. On the enterprise level, a lot of the enterprises obviously have a lot to do with Europe. The American consumer's balance sheet is incredible. Now, we didn't mention PPI. Obviously, you could say, well, the Fed is going to crimp that balance sheet. I think you and I both know that can't happen for a long time. It has to go up substantially because if you look at where the, where the consumer was at 1%, 2%, 3%, it's pretty strong. But this is a terrific sign the airlines can raise. And I think it's a sign that people are traveling on they the move. Are. And people that they are on the move. I mean... Yes. Hey, by the way, it's Steve Squirry, who really is terrific. Steve Squirry from American Express. Express. You were he very positive on that yesterday. And I, I, he's got a new theory, which is that people may have to travel, business travel, more than ever because they're, they own, they own companies, because they're in Bozeman, all right? Yeah. The company's located in San Francisco. Well, they got to go from Bozeman to San Francisco pretty regularly. 
They never had to go anywhere before except for by car. This is from the head of American Express. This right. is not some cockamamie Moderna solution. Right, three days out of every ten. You know why I had this? Because I I said that David Faber was very skeptical about business travel. He said, you tell him about intercompany business travel. I'm still skeptical. Yeah, I I don't know that's going to make up for the lack of people going to meetings they might once have gone to that were an hour long or halfway around the world. By the way, they go first class, so that would be a high margin trip. Um, there's a. Uh, you say you. you know, look, we, you, we, you. All right, let me get to the opening bell. Okay. Hey, the real time exchange is fixed. Yesterday it wasn't working. We don't know why. It's a mystery. You can see a lot more green on it. So here's the big board. Rex shares and BMO Capital Markets celebrating the listings of two oil and gas exploration and production ET. Ends. It says ends here. At the NASDAQ, Simmons uh, First National, that's a Mid South based financial holding company. Um, okay. Can All we right. just get some my chest before we get started? Start talking. Stop braving. Stop bragging on Twitter about how quickly you do Wordle. It intimidates most of the country. I don't ever do Wordle ever. You got the wrong guy. Oh, okay, let's skip that. Okay. Let's, let's talk about uh, let's talk about stay at home. Yes. Let's talk about Netflix. Yes. There are three big pieces about Netflix today. Yes, there it's are. Kind so of I'm a, reading the Moffat Nathan piece right now. So you're wondering what is the total addressable market for and Netflix? Who is Netflix? What is she to, to misquote Shakespeare? I, I don't know what to make of these three pieces other than the fact that Netflix is not as as popular a, a stock a stock uh, since it's lost all its. Geez, why did you fly? That was Mike. I was going to say that. Yeah, it's lost all its gains, as for the most part has AMC, which we'll talk about in a bit. But let's, you know, Peloton. where are these stay-at-home plays, whether it's Peloton, we know there. And we talked about, by the way, Foley and those margin loans, and he's been selling stuff, and Goldman's been giving him more credit uh, at Peloton. Obviously, you got a new CEO there. There's some of them. Roblox, Zoom. That's not even including DocuSign or Peloton. That's real people's money. Yes. I mean, if you look at Zoom, okay, Zoom is, by the way, Zoom is making a lot, but the the multiples, the multiple on Zoom is incredibly low. And those Uh, are are from the highs, the absolute highs. Let's just make that clear. Well, Um, they look like Alibaba. You know, Charlie. I do uh, remember when Zoom was over a $100 billion market cap company. It's now below $30 billion. Well, can I say there's a Microsoft Teams, Cisco WebEx, inability to expand beyond Zoom. Failure to close the 5-9 deal, uh, make it so that they, don't, they do have their own contact call center. It's a, very, it's a very challenged space. Now, that said, David, they have so much cash. Mm-hmm. They can do something. They can do something uh, in sports. Um, I would propose that they do gaming, uh, set up gaming at home. I play your house. We watch us with a split screen on the sport. Interesting. Um, Interesting. I think it's a billion-dollar idea. Of could be. It to two people could be. I, 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 you know, you come up with them all the time, but somehow people don't seem to be listening. They want to hurt my feelings. Uh, it's interesting um, that Apple's up. Yes, Apple. That could is be up. because of the J Bill. Let's talk about this for a second. Sure. Guy sticks his neck out okay. and recommends J Bill, which happens to be a huge, more than twenty percent supplier. Yep. And, and when you do that, it, and it's um, it, it, it's a good analyst, Jim Suva. That made me think, wow, he, 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 he's getting a little bullish on Apple. Meanwhile, the level of bearishness on Apple rivals very few. 
does, but it's only it's down 14 and a half percent for the year. So it does outpace the decline of the S&P, which right now sits down about 11.6 percent for uh, for 2022. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Nasdaq down a lot more, almost 19 percent for the year, Jim. Um, but uh, you know, I'm seeing some signs of life here today, without a doubt. Look, uh, every day starts with hope eternal, and that's terrific. And there's a very unlikely there'll be a lot of bombing today because you got three world leaders in Cuba. That's yeah. smart. Um, um, you have Tesla up. That's been one that's been hurt by it has. Whenever you know Elon Musk is incredibly honest guy, and he said, "Listen, we've been hurt by some of these raw costs." Yes, the raw raw material costs but, but, for electric cars are rising. But and rising let me just fairly say, substantially. There's still supply chain issues to some extent, as you all know. And by the way, we talk about China and this lockdown. That's not going to help. No, no, it's not. But. Uh, there are other uh, false worries. Uh, for instance, when I spoke to Matt Murphy last night, runs Marvell, which is a very, very good company that's yes. involved with auto, involved with high-performance computing. It, it's involved with 5G. He made a point that the that we're shadow boxing now against neon. He says, remember, we said, oh, neon, Ukraine cut off neon. The semiconductors dropped about 10% in two days. He says he's not. it's not a big concern for him. Auto remains very strong. High-performance computing remains very strong. Remember, there's an undercurrent that e-commerce has slowed dramatically. I can't prove that. Mm-hmm. And I, but I find myself trying to prove negatives every day or disprove them. And I'm somewhat, like many people in this business, overwhelmed that there could be a new negative, the price of nickel. Well, hold it. Let's see. That's in windmills. No, actually, that's aluminum. The price of palladium. Well, these are things Don't that Don't forget about me- your vanadium. Vanadium is very strong about your van- Vandalay Industries. I, I do. <laughs> I don't look that. There's no symbol for that. Uh, I, I do think, David, what Hot happens ash. is you spend. Um, let's talk about Alibaba. Hot ash is doing well. Let's talk about Alibaba for a moment because it's not doing well. I'm um, seeing that thing approach a $200 billion market value. That's a number it hasn't seen in a very long time. It no. is reflective overall of concerns in China. It's not yeah. just COVID and the lockdowns, which have spread there as a result of their continued zero COVID policy. It's also concerns that you were raising kind of in the mad dash within what you were sort of saying, which is what's next there. If China does support uh, Russia in a more significant way, will there somehow have to be sanctioning of the Chinese economy beyond our current trade war? Uh, and, uh, you know, you saw it yesterday in LVS, Las Vegas Sands stock down well, okay, sharply. And, this is and a- then you've also got the continued crackdown on technology companies, broadly speaking, in China. And then the delisting process right, um, well, under the Holding Foreign Companies Accountable Act here in the United States. None of it adding up to much except for continued losses and perhaps some even forced selling well, from some owners of these stocks. OK, let's 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 go to, uh, to China because you know it. Uh, for 40 years, China needed our money. They needed to grow. Then they, in their own eyes, and perhaps many others, got more powerful, have a great balance sheet, doing better. Now, I think the Chinese stock market is showing they're not. But I think that they made a, a logical decision that the people who own the Alibabas and the JDs and the Tencent, that they've made enough and that they want to go back to their communist roots. They don't want two countries. They don't want the rich and the poor. Look at that communists. index. That's a, the K-Web is down 75% that, that's an for index. the year. That's an index of how the PRC, the People's Republic of China, and the Communist Party feel about rich people. David, it's a stock market. What are they doing with a stock market? Think Joe and Lai wanted a stock market? 
They got a lot of stock. Markets. Joe never won in stocks. They got one in Shanghai. They got a maybe bunch. Deng Xiaoping. Maybe they've changed the way he speaks. To, but you know. All I'm saying is that the Chinese government has come out very much against capitalism. And you're looking at what happens when these adventurous, freebooting managers come on our air and say, you know what, now's the time. Now's the time. Um, Finally, Jim, I do want to get to AMC. Why why can't we have an an MSI index that excludes uh, uh, countries where people are killed recklessly and indifferently? Just an idea. Um, Paramount shares are up again. That was some sort of for, some sort of crazy short covering yesterday. Discovery's up, but I do want to get to AMC uh, oh, because yeah. they're buying uh, you know twenty two or so stocks. percent of a gold mine, a, a gold and silver mine. Well, it's about um, time. This I can tell you the background here is this guy Jason Mudrick. People may remember him. Of course, he just, he's, he runs a, a fairly large distressed. Uh, Firm, debt firm uh, or a firm that in, uh, invests in distressed opportunities, not necessarily debt, debt equity. Uh, and he got to know Adam Aaron because they owned a lot of AMC debt, if you recall. And then he owns this mine, Mycroft. <laughs> uh, and he says, you know what? Stock has moved up recently, even though they were actually, my understanding is, kind of down to the last eight million bucks. Uh, at Highcroft and might actually face uh, a significant cash crunch and uh, says, I'd love my CEO to sort of understand an at-the-market offering because now our stock has moved up because of the recent interest in precious metals and it might be an opportunity. And Adam Aaron says, well, you know what? I'd actually just like to put some money in myself. And that's how you get to a deal. Apparently, Mr. Aaron toured the mine yesterday. you're, kind of interesting, Jim. I, I noticed that you're being uh, not at all tongue-in-cheek. No, I'm just telling you exactly what's happened. Highcross has been around for quite some time, by the way. It does have a lot of does have a lot of potential uh, uh, ounces of gold and silver, but they need, need a new uh, mill. That mill could cost as much as a billion dollars. Um, they're no longer processing nearly as much of what had been oxide ore. They've now got a lot more sulfide ore, which requires a, essentially a different process. And so they have found themselves in a position where they need to do that. Now they can sell a lot of stock at the market, as AMC did so effectively right. to raise that right. $1.8 billion, a small portion of which they're now investing in a gold mine. Right. Well, someone well, asked me today, mine. will the apes like this? Meaning that people, the residuals, the people are still in AMC. Uh, oddly, I think they will. Uh, they, I think we're more in it initially for Batman. Right, friends. But uh, Sprott is an owner. Sprott's run a gold fund. And I have to tell you, when I map out where their gold mine is, it's not that far from the very successful uh, Barrack mines that Mark Bristow's done a good job with. No. But the amount of capital the running a gold now, mine. Now these guys are out of danger. Uh, but we're going to talk to Adam Aaron about that. So we'll get a lot more on that. By the way. You know, funny, curious. Gold mine. Yeah. No. Curious? It's weird. But remember, they also are in retail popcorn. Don't forget I that. I forgot. Never mind. That, that explains it. What? I said that explains it. It does. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. What else this morning has your attention? I haven't even asked you what the key to this market is. I see the banks are up. All right. I'm um, going to give you the key to this market. Exxon and, and Chevron you, uh, down again. You're not going to want it. And actually, give it Chevron you. is down over seven and a half. Uh, is down, sorry, four and a half percent. Chevron's yeah. great. Mike, Chevron, Chevron. I know so you so love Chevron. Okay, I'm going to give you a key to this market. I'm going to shock you. Johnson and Johnson. 
Johnson and Johnson. Look at this stock. Look at how the stock has done during this period. Think about the breakup and how good, even though it's going to be long term. Jay, look at the balance sheet. This is what people are buying. This stock has the potential to go to 200. Now, why do I say this? Go to, from the period April 14 of 2000 to April 14 of 2001. J&J, Bristol-Myers, Coca-Cola. Serious outperformance. That's what works. In an environment where you're having a NASDAQ crash, which is, of course, what we've had. J&J, fantastic. Coca-Cola, and I think very well ably led by Quincy. Uh, Bristol Myers starting to show signs of life, even though its earnings haven't come through. J and J, David, is going to 200, and really? I've been struggling to try to figure out how to get it in the charitable trust. But I own so many. Is it going to go stocks. to 150 before it goes to 200, or no. it's going to go straight to 200? David, I'm saying over the medium term, yes, people want to own drug stocks, medical device stocks. They, that's what they want, okay, and they want consumer products. And J and J is giving you all three. Gorski is going to be vindicated for this breakup. And I'm telling people, and I wish that my Chapel Trust owns it, that J&J, I was hoping it would come down a little, right. represents the kind but of stock that people To the point you want. made earlier on GE, which you also said longer, medium term, you like, these breakups take a very long time to occur. Neither of these companies reacted particularly positively, no, their stocks, didn't. on the announcement or since then. No, they um, Which was a bit different than what we'd seen when we kind of first introduced the shrink-to-grow concept no, you're right. a year, number of years ago. You're absolutely right. And I think that there are real there are issues with GE and its, its power division. But remember, all three of those are industrial-grade power, healthcare, and aerospace. I think it's good. Uh, what has my eye on J&J is because people, need, people are looking back to what happened in April of 2000. Okay. Remember of April 2000, NASDAQ started going down and S&P started going up. What was so funny about what I just said? Nothing. Um, nothing. So I'm looking back. I look back into the April, May, June period of April 2000. David, it was the beginning of tremendous period of outperformance for the drug stocks, of yeah. which I mentioned J&J because it's big Dow stock. Um, it's going high. Jim, I really uh, like it. If it uh, comes in, you got to buy J&J. We... Um, we were mentioning, we were talking about AMC buying 22% oh, yeah, of Highcroft. Uh, and we expected to have Adam Aaron on the show to tell us about yeah, it. It's great. a very small company. You may I can't notice, wait to in talk fact, to so small that we're not even showing you the stock price um, because the market cap is so small that we chose not to do that. Um, it is up sharply. And they may now be in a position at the market to sell a lot of stock. Perhaps the apes will come in as well. That's all the hope here. But Adam Aaron has told us, uh, Jim, that um, he, uh, given the volatility in high crop stock, that he doesn't feel comfortable making public comments right now. Uh, the legal team as well, perhaps, also at Highcroft advising that. So he's no longer going to join us um, as we watch this share's uh, move higher. Again, as I reported earlier, a lot of this owes to Mudrick Capital and Jason Mudrick, who kind of introduced Adam Aaron to this potential opportunity, one that he never expected him to actually invest in, perhaps initially. I'm not done with this. But they do know how to sort of I'm not done with navigate this. at the market, and now they own 22%. The other big investor there is Sprott, who is a well known investor in yeah, gold, silver and gold. This is highly embarrassing. Coming in. And so they do provide necessary liquidity to Highcroft, which now be able to 
also fund itself. And again, as you as you said, this mine is a well-known mine that has produced well, I don't say enormous a, quantities. Yeah, but of they need a lot of money, metals. and we needed to know whether they're going to apes are going to finance with without uh, you know with a or, you know some sort of continual offering. Yeah. We needed to know whether this. Why didn't he go into tra- transportation? A uh, travel leisure. Remember, he ran. Uh, the, Adam Aaron ran Vail. He did. He, he ran. Uh, he got ran. One point eight billion dollars. Got a lot more. He's got a lot more money to to, to diversify. Yeah, but away like, why from, does he get into something he knows? I don't know. But he does know that his valuation well, see, is not supported by the fundamentals remember, of his business. Remember so. when we had the empty chair in the presidential debate? That was. So Adam, tell me. Why do you prefer gold over Batman? Wasn't that Clint Eastwood during the Republican National Convention? Adam, when I got you, I know that silver, silver is very big here. But have you talked to uh, Dr. Mark Bristow, who knows that area very well? Jim's going to continue that conversation. Adam, it's just the beginning of diversification that will eventually go into child's toys. I'm going to tell you that you can get in on the investing club, Jim, as well. You can sign up. You can find out more at cbc.com slash join the club. Or just point your phone at the QR code on his head, and that'll take you there. Before we head to break, let's give you a quick Bond report. No, you can keep talking to Adam. He's um, outraged. So lawyers, he's We outraged. talked about treasuries See, earlier this morning. I don't just morning. sit here and take a beating. What am I, like Timex? And the two-year is still well above uh, 2%, sort of that key level. Metaverse. First day of the Fed meeting, so 25 basis points some response increase on coming here. soon. I'm getting some response on Metaverse. We're back after this. How about Roblox? Airlines, uh, as you see it there, uh, dominating the S&P gainers list this morning with United uh, at the uh, top, excuse me, Delta and United going back and forth for the top ranking with an over 8% gain. This on very positive trends uh, as people get back to flying. 23 minutes into uh, trading. Let's get over to Bob Pisani now for a look at what's going on in the market. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, guys. Uh, Somewhat mixed open here, but the trend is continuing. So bank stocks have been up recently as rates have been a little higher. Uh, Tech has been mixed. Industrials have mixed. And most importantly, energy, metals and mining, essentially commodity-based stocks are no longer adding to the rally. They stopped going up essentially a week ago. The top was Monday a week ago, essentially. Take a look at some of these big names that have had 20, 25, 30 percent moves up uh, recently, no longer participating. Schlumberger, for example, uh, Chevron, Halliburton in the energy complex uh, and the Mosaic uh, and the CF industries of the world. This is mostly in the materials complex. Uh, All of these stocks stopped going up a week ago. The problem here is there's only a limit to how far you can push the prices up. Yes, they're gushing cash. Uh, Yes, they're going to see their earnings estimates increase dramatically in the next uh, few weeks as we get into earnings season. But there's only so far people will pay for these stocks. How many? So so high on the prices. And remember, many of these energy companies have said they're going to be very disciplined in increasing production. That's a signal to people, investors, Production levels are not going to dramatically go to the upside. Another big problem with the market is Apple. Complete round trip now. 150 in November to about 180 a little while ago, and now essentially 150. That's a head and shoulders right there. And Apple, of course, was a big support for the market. A lot of people hiding out in that. Uh, And the fact that it's come all the way down uh, and around, a big concern for the markets. Finally, everybody is bearish. 
I had the head of the American Association of Institutional Investors on yesterday talking about retail sentiment. We got the Global Fund Manager Survey. This is the opposite. This is big global fund managers from Merrill Lynch, Bank of America. Highest level of cash since April 2020. Optimism, lowest since July 2008, really. Global profit expectations dropping dramatically. And look at biggest risk. You'd think, of course, David, Ukraine is number one. This is the first time I've seen global recession as a major risk factor out there. Of course, that's now being talked about over the weekend rather dramatically, inflation number three there. And of course, as you know, David, these kinds of risk sentiment indicators are very good extremes and they can be contrarian indicator. So the play now obviously would be, of course, short commodities and go long Europe, obviously a bit of a risky play. Yeah. given this environment. Back to you. That would be an interesting choice to make, of course, as you say, as uh, recession calls start to rise, certainly for 2023. Bob, thank you. Okay. Let's get back to Jim here and uh, get a last idea from you before we wrap up the yeah, show. I just Stop want to trading. talk about what, why there is so much negativity. Take stock like Hormel, which is really terrific. We know that. You know, sure enough, what happens, uh, Goldman puts out a note saying you got to sell it because the rising costs of all the inputs. So that's why it keeps being dangerous. The sentiment is absolutely so abysmal that you got to buy. But what you buy is so hard because we would normally think the consumer package good stocks are right. good. Right, you think would be all, kind of an easy, right? Yeah, I mean, spam, David. And I have that in my fallout shelter. Yep. I have pumpkin spam, man. Which house do you have the fallout shelter in? Will you let me know where to go? Um, it's to, to uh, West Virginia, 76 months. Oh, no, actually. That's- not good jokes. All right, there's a look at Hormel. What do you got on uh, What do you got on the show tonight? Okay, David, we we have CrowdStrike, and again, we're going to talk about cybersecurity. But then we have a rare, very rare. Oh new, wow, Costco! New CEO, new CEO parent, Costco, Ron Baker's. Now I got. Oh, that's tell you, a great Costco, interview coming up. David, this is stock you can buy in this environment because they save people a lot of money, and they eat a lot of the inflation. And they're very good. So I'm finding gems, okay, within the overall pastiche, if not mosaic, of this market. There you go. J&J and Costco, I heard too. Because I, I feel it's important to be constructive, and I keep going. I'm using it 2000, uh, April 2001. I remember that market. Uh, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, see you tomorrow. Yeah. Hold it, just a sec. Adam, see you tomorrow. Yeah, say about Adam see as well. Adam, see You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.